Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Hey, hey, hey. Chase Owen this week. Excited to have him on. Uh, he has listened to a couple of episodes. I knew that. Um, quite, quite a few people coming up, actually, have listened to a few episodes. And, uh, yeah, speaking of episodes, these... So, remember, these episodes are ad-free, early. I think the whole thing is early and ad-free. Uh, there it is on Patreon. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you can start listening to these earlier. I also have some stuff behind the paywall that is exclusive to Patreon. Uh, the the uh, Playwright series or whatever is behind the paywall on Patreon. I've got Bernardo Cubria coming up, uh, Melissa Jane Osborne, not Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, that would have been cool. Melissa Jane Osborne was awesome, but Melissa Joan Hart, like, come on, that's like a teen crush for me. So anyway... Uh, yeah, so I've got quite a few things happening with that, with the Patreon world, so you could subscribe there if you want to. Speaking of which, I've, I've found a little bit of popularity, popularity on TikTok. I've started doing these Jew reviews, you know, I've always wanted to do food reviews and in the car, which seems to be popular. There's a, there's a local guy here. There's an Asian guy, uh, in Houston that does really, really great reviews of food like thorough and everything i'm the complete opposite of that it's more for the fun uh but i've had a lot of i've actually had more people recently say something about jew reviews than i've ever had say probably anything about minor wisdom <laughs> so uh hey i guess a little struck a little gold um speaking of striking gold so we've got student loan payments coming back right and uh, that really sucks. I mean, you know, we knew that it was probably going to happen, but one of our president's like promises was that maybe there'll be some relief and so far nothing. So whatever, I'm not mad at it, but the reality is, is that we do have to pay stuff back. So the wife and I have been trying to think of different, trying to think of different ways to get some ex uh, extra income, you know? And so I started doing Uber Eats. I started driving for Uber Eats just, you know, every once in a while I do it. I mean, I've made, and this is, as I record this, this is day four and I've made like a hundred bucks. I mean, you know, for a couple of hours of just driving around and I've made it kind of a rule, unless I'm just completely free, um, with nothing to do that I'll turn the thing on, uh, when I'm driving somewhere. And if on the way there needs to be a delivery, I'm going to do it. And yes, it's made me late to one thing that I needed to do, which was like at night for the dinner time crowd. Um, but you know, whatever, it's fun. I actually kind of enjoy doing it. Um, and, and it, you know, it's extra money. You're, you're literally making money while you drive from point A to point B. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, happy, uh, Lashana Tova, happy Rosh Hashanah to my Jews. Speaking of Jew TikTok, um, but yeah, uh, it is Rosh Hashanah again as I record this. This means it's the new year. It's uh, a new year for Jews. We go by a different calendar. We are officially in year 5784. Uh, so big year, 5784. And uh, yeah, so happy new year. 
to to all my Jewish Jew, Jew people. I almost said Jews and then Jewish at the same time. The last thing, oh, there are two things actually I want to talk about. Uh, my Ava's birthday is on Monday, so our birthday party is Sunday as this comes out, and it's going to be a bunch of eleven-year-olds in my house uh, for a long time, and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> and then the last thing, uh, and definitely not least. So there's this new thing this year, uh, career day at Texas Thespians. And so what it is, is we are having um, uh, some di- different companies uh, related to theater and production, really. It's not just um, not just companies that are like theater companies and things like that. But uh, what it is, is they will offer up their uh, information and, and students get to sign up to kind of be, get on their interview list. Like they're going to get to chat with these companies to see if they're a fit for the company during, you know, the summertime out of getting out of school and then, uh, moving on into, uh, college days. You know, I, I talked about, I got the opportunity to start working at, uh, the Astros, right. Right after I got out of high school, pretty much, uh, and Fitzgerald's. And so those were things that, because of connections I got. And, and that's exactly what we're trying to create through Texas Despian. So that'll be at this year's state festival. If you know some companies that might be interested in, in being a part of that, like reach out to Carla, reach out to me, whatever you want to do and let us know. Cause we'd love to have as many uh, companies represented there, even like cruise lines and stuff. And you know, there are lots of different places we could go. Right. Anyway, that's about it. Um, I think, yeah, that's about it. Uh, we got Chase Owen. Uh, I don't know why I've got to say it like I'm in a, a, a Southern gentleman, but, uh, Chase was a fun chat. It was a while ago now, but, uh, it was a fun chat skis. Lashana Tova, Bobby. I grew up in, uh, Woodville, Texas. Um, I went to Woodville high school and that's where I graduated from. Uh, I was in uh, Jim Baker's theater program from 2009 to 2012. Um, Was pretty dedicated to theater. She was an amazing teacher. She pretty much made a huge impact on my life uh, through those four years. And so that kind of inspired me to pursue a uh, career in theater. Wasn't sure what that was gonna look like, but I just knew I wanted to do it somehow. So graduated from Woodville High School in 2012. Uh, Then I moved down to Corpus Christi to uh, get my bachelor's degree in theater. So I went from, let's see here, 2012 to 2016, pursued pursued theater there. The first year I was there, I thought I was just going to go into acting. Um, And I was super passionate about that. And then people started telling me like, hey, you would be an amazing teacher. You'd be a great teacher. And I just kept hearing it. So I finally went to Kelly Russell and was like, hey, Kelly, let's chat. Like, I think I might want to be a teacher, but I don't know. People keep telling me to do it. Um, And so finally he was like, I really think you should. Let's talk about your options. And so on that day, my freshman year is when I switched from an acting directing focus to a, I guess it's kind of like directing teaching focus. Uh, So I graduated uh, with a teacher certification in 2016. Uh, Then I jumped jumped right on into teaching. Uh, Did my first year in Goose Creek ISD. Shout out to uh, Philip Morgan, who's an awesome fine arts director there. Uh, 
then after that, I, I started, so it, in Goose Creek, I was junior high. And then I moved on to Westwood to do high school. And then after that, I um, moved to Caldwell to do uh, high school theater. And that's kind of where I am now. Um, in 2020 to 2022, I was doing a graduate program uh, through A&M Commerce. And I uh, graduated I, pretty much a, a year ago, like this month is when I graduated with my Master's of Arts. And so uh, that's where we are now. I'm at Caldwell High School, living the dream. Uh, the I, as, as we record this, there are two connections immediately. One, yesterday I was in Goose Creek leading PD at what would they call it, like Giant Fest or Giant Con or giant, something. Do you know what I'm talking about? It no, must, I, I, that, they probably added that after I, uh, yeah, it must, it must, it is, I've got to say it was, uh, a really well-run program, but it's their PD. It's like, they call it's a con it's, I think it's called giant con. I, that's not the part that I had to be worried about, but, uh, but yeah, we were at Goose Creek Memorial, um, uh, leading professional development. So, uh, but yeah, there's that quick connection, but the other one is commerce as of, again, as we record this, tomorrow is technically my graduation from that program as well. So, Oh dude, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so That's go, awesome. Go lion. It's this, right? Go lion, lion, something like that. So yeah. So the commerce program. So, um, w- what is it about, uh, like teaching that kept you on through the, the pandemic? Cause you were kind of still, uh, new ish, you know, I guess in the world of teaching, I guess they say it's what three years or something until you're uh, an experienced or, or or at least comfortable or whatever. Year three was pandemic, I guess for you, right. Or year four, maybe. So that would have been year four, but, uh, for year four, I actually took a break for grad school. Okay. And so uh, I, it's really, the timing was really weird. Like I took a year off and then we hit the pandemic. Yeah. And so I actually started my graduate school during the pandemic. Got it. And then so I took a year off to start graduate school. And then uh, while I was in graduate school, uh, you know, the end of, I'm going to say, like close to 2021, they were like, hey, I know you're in graduate school, but we would love to have you back. And I was like, absolutely. So I I just met with them and said, Hey, you know, graduate school is kind of my focus. Can we meet in the middle? And they were like, absolutely. They were extremely supportive. Uh, and we found a way to meet in the middle. So that way I could, uh, focus on both and do well, you know, do well in both and be successful in both. And I, and it was great. Uh, did you go to in person to commerce uh, at first or, or in like, was it shut down or how did that work for you? Oh, it was fully online. Okay, it was all online for you. um, Okay. Yeah, so my first year was fully online, Zoom. And then as we started to come out of the pandemic, um, we were still online, but they were still trying to figure out how to slowly go back into the face-to-face. Right. So uh, fortunately for me, I didn't have to move to commerce or go to commerce because they were still allowing Zoom to be a face-to-face credit. So I was able to complete my degree completely like virtual and, and, and distance. So have you ever been to commerce still? So (laughs) funny story. Uh, my first day to ever go to commerce was the day I graduated. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
you know, I th- I thought about I because I have a master's in education as well from Angelo State. I've never been to Saint Angelo, and so I same thing. I almost if it wasn't for at that time the dance teacher that I had been working with for a long time, if it wasn't for her retirement dance performance, like she didn't dance, but you know, it was like the big like goodbye. It was the same day as the graduation. And I was like, I'm not going to go. And she, to her credit, she, she encouraged me to, but I did not, um, because it's San Angelo and it's like seven hours away. But, uh, but yeah, so I've never been to Angelo state, although Summerfest next year, if people are going is, is there. So, uh, what, what is something about Woodville? Like, like Woodville is not a, not a very, uh, my mic is popping. That's the first time it's ever happened. Uh, what is something? Can you hear that? By the way, no, can you hear I can't it popping. Hear it. Um, what is something about Woodville that nobody knows? Like I've never heard. I'd never heard of Woodville until you just said it, and I just looked it up, and it's like what north of Beaumont. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's uh, like north of Beaumont. It's a really small town, middle of nowhere. Uh, so when people ask like, "Where are you from?" I say Woodville, and they're like, "Where is that?" I'm like, yeah. "Well." Uh, if you know where Lufkin is, if you know where Beaumont is, uh, Woodville right somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I think something, something good to say about, uh, Woodville is it's, uh, it's got a really good kind of community. I think, yeah. you know, um, the community there is, is, it's really awesome. They have a, a really good little fine arts community in, uh, in downtown Woodville, Okay. Uh, at the Emporium for the Arts, they're always hosting concerts. They do like summer stock theater, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that's probably. Did like you ever do that? Did you ever do that stuff? I did. I yeah. did. I um, that was part of uh, part of my theater childhood. You know, yeah. um, I would obviously commit full time to Miss Baker's program in Woodville High School, but. On the side, I would sometimes participate in their community productions right. in the summer or even sometimes during the school year if it kind of lined out right. And so, I mean, I was performing on their stage since like 2009. And uh, I kind of grew up in that stage and right. then I kept coming back. We did summer theater there all the time. Um, and the the people who own it, the Haney's, are pretty much like family to me at this point. So every time I go back, I make sure and stop by the Emporium yeah. and visit with them. And it's a diamond in the rough. If anyone's ever in the area, I, I always highly suggest they swing by the Emporium and at yeah. least check out what they got going on. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the, the That's kind of why I asked is just to kind of get to know, you know, there's like Granberry, Texas, which is outside of Dallas that has a great, I mean, <clears throat> political, uh, uh, po- political uh, ideal ideology aside, Granberry, Texas is a, great spot and they, they also have a a really great theater that puts on some cool shows i mean if you're 85 and living in texas you know where granberry is but that's about that's kind of their demographic <laughs> um but uh, uh w- do you remember when you got bit by the theater bug do you remember uh like was it high school was it your experience in high school was it before that or what oh it was definitely my experience in high school yeah uh so I pretty much was drawn in um, my freshman year. They were looking for more guys, <laughs> as we always are. They were looking for more, more guys to do uh, play One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. 
And so uh, my friend Frankie was running around asking all her guy friends if they would come back and do theater. And so she was like, hey, Chase, you're in band practice right now. When you're done with band, come down to the theater and try out for the, the, the play we're doing. And I was like, sure. And so I went down and uh, auditioned and immediately it was just like this, um, the environment and the family and the fun. I was just like drawn in immediately. And, uh, and that's kind of like where it started was that, was that first production of One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And it just kind of like, you know, steamrolled from there into just, I was, you know, a theater geek all through high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So what was your favorite show to do in high school? Do you remember? Oh man. Um, I want to say my favorite show that we did was probably the insanity of Mary Gerard. Okay. Um, it's kind of an out there script, but, um, we just had such a core dedicated group that year. Like nobody was ever off task. Everybody really cared. And we were always giving 110% in rehearsal. Yeah. And we really like bonded a lot that year. And so, um, was I mean that, that that I was gonna say, was that a one act or was that a like a like a full length? Yeah, sir. That was that was a one act. Okay. That was our junior one act play. Okay. And what was one act like for you? Like, I mean, you know, everybody has their opinions. Uh, it's either well, I say that everybody has their opinions. You either like it or you don't, really. Um, and and the people that don't like it know the value of it typically. But for you, what was that experience like? Because I've said it a hundred times on this podcast that I did not, uh, I grew up in Houston, but we did not compete in one act play. So I did not experience that world uh, and didn't understand it until I became a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to appreciate it. But for you, what was that, what was that experience like? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, it was my, it was my favorite time of the year. Um, it just, to me, was so much fun. Uh, getting to travel and go to clinics. We would go to SFA for clinics and that was always really fun. Um, just being able to spend time with the theater family and go travel places and compete and watch other shows. Uh, it was just a blast for me. And I, it, I just, you know, I just really cared about it a lot. And so um, I just really enjoyed the process of competing. Are you 100% an actor? actor director i mean or are you do you do the tech side or like what's your what's kind of your your forte well i thought i was an actor and then (laughs) (laughs) spoken like somebody that's failed in new york that's what (laughs) (laughs) so i thought i was an actor i mean i still don't mind performing it i think it's lots of fun i don't i don't think i'm the most you know outstanding actor on the stage sure um but as i got into college and was going through the experience and you know trying all all of the things I actually found out that my passion is in directing. Okay. And then also I am, you know, pretty like, I guess, well-versed in the world of technical theater. Yeah. Like I just really enjoyed it, uh, everything about it. So I, I did everything at AM Commerce. I just wanted to do all the stuff. And so I acted in stuff. I was a stage manager. I ran lights. I did sound. I mean, I did pretty much all of it. So to answer your question, kind of jack of all trades, yeah. but I think my my strong suit would probably be like directing. So you just you just made a fatal fatal mistake. You you did that stuff at Corpus, right? What you yes. just okay? You said commerce, and I know that people are going to hear that and be like, "Wait, he said he was online." 
you meant you yeah you meant a corpus oh that's that's my mistake <laughs> that's all right well because i know there's i don't think it's like a it, it's not a ut a&m rivalry at all but i know there's a little bit of like kind of friendly rivalry between the a&m commerce and a&m corpus programs partially because their names are just also very close but yeah, uh, T-A-M-U-C-C and T-A-M-U-C, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, they, they kind of blend yeah. together, so I meant to say a and Corpus Christi, yeah, yeah. Wait till Allison Frost hears about this, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, well, that's funny. Did you, uh, about that Corpus program, so actually yesterday, again, as we record this, yesterday I, I interviewed Marie Phillips, and she went to the SFA theater education program went through that program i mean uh and she said i don't remember who i was interviewing but uh she said she listened to an interview on this podcast and they said the corpus program now you've got me tied up i almost said commerce the corpus (laughs) program was the best theater education program in the state of texas and she was like i disagree it's the sfa program and then i chimed in because i adjunct at uh for their theater education program that it's actually the UH program. And so it's just, what I loved about that conversation is that, uh, 15 years ago, maybe, maybe even, maybe even a little less, that conversation was like, there were like two programs and, uh, you know, or two legitimate programs. And now there are quite a number to choose from that are all, uh, very good programs to, to become a theater educator. So, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah. both A&M Corpus Christi and A&M Commerce were both like excellent programs as an educator. I mean, I feel like I'm extremely well-rounded yeah. in my education from both locations. So I'm an advocate for both. I yeah. mean, I think there's there's something for everybody at, at both programs. What is the what is the Corpus mascot? Isn't it like something weird? Like a it's rope? the Islanders. Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Islander in a lion. Uh, I wonder if they met in a bar who would win, but um, I know the answer to that. Uh, so, so now, now that you've, you've gotten quite a few years under your belt, uh, where do you, I mean, do you have a five, 10, 15 year plan? Do you know what you want to do uh, in the future? Do you want to become an administrator? Do you want to become a, like a fine arts administrator? Or do you want to just stay in the classroom? You know, that's where you want to be and keep going pretend your administrators now are not listening so i mean right now i'm i'm very content where i am yeah. i mean uh we're growing a program uh it's just every year getting bigger and bigger and uh, i'm feeling more and more confident right. in what i'm actually doing and uh and so for right now i'm i'm very content in teaching and directing at Caldwell high school and i feel like i'm going to try to stay put for a while um hopefully for a long time that'd be great uh probably near the end of my career, I may make a shift towards, um, like maybe being a, I would love to, to shift into like a junior college, uh, professor instructor or something like that kind of role. Yeah. Uh, just to, just to try it and to see if that environment is something that I would enjoy. I'm sure it would be, but I could kind of see that being like the end of my career, I think. Right. But for right now, I'm, I'm still thriving and having a great time teaching high schoolers. It's just a blast. What do you like to do the most? in theater like like just anything any one of the any one of the disciplines what's what's kind of your favorite what kind of gets you like either makes you lose sleep because you're excited or you just kind of get your adrenaline going because you get to do 
X, whatever it is? I think the directing aspect okay. of, of theater just really excites me. I love to like read all the scripts and like make a selection. And then just like from reading the script and thinking about how we're going to perform the script, I just get to be super creative. Right. And that's kind of like where I thrive. So I kind of start, you know, designing the show and like uh, thinking about what I would want the show to look like and how I want the audience to see it. And then also just kind of like what experience I want to give to my students right. in the vehicle of that play. Right. And so just super exciting. Is there a play that you've read that you have not produced yet that you see like down the line, something that you'd want to do? You just haven't oh, had the yeah. right kids uh, yet or something like that. Yeah, I have a, I have a list of those, but I, okay. think, <laughs> I think, I think my number one uh, play I'd love to do in the future for any type of production would be curious incident. Okay. Um, just that play. Like I, first of all, I love the story the way that it's written excites me as a director and a teacher because just like leaves you so many opportunities for creativity. Yeah. Right. And, uh, the story is just really amazing and, and so touching. And, and, uh, every time I've seen it, it just like brings me to tears. I remember I watched Alison Frost's production at camp on the coast a few years ago. Yeah. And that, that show just like, really got me i mean it was phenomenal and and the kids did an, just an excellent job so so that's a show i'd love to do because i could just be super creative and tell a story that needs to be told right i i'm from a generation i've never done curious incident i know the story but i'm from a generation that every single time i've um either announced that show as a contest manager or heard somebody talk about it my very first thought is curious george not not the show so <laughs> I just imagine a monkey and a dude in a yellow outfit every single time. But um, yeah, George in the nighttime. Yeah, curious. It's, <laughs> hey, that there we go. There's we something, something that going. yeah, tech, yeah. Send Paula an email and see if that can get approved. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, what is something outside of theater that gets your mind away from that that you kind of use to uh, kind of refill your cup, if you will? Uh, is there do you watch TV? Do you read? Do you play game? What do you, what, what's something that, that refills you? Uh, so when I'm not teaching and directing, I think the thing that refills me is honestly, I like to play video games. Yeah. I'm kind of a bit of a nerd in that aspect. So, uh, so when I'm not, when I'm not teaching, I just like to put in my headphones and play some video games. And that, that's kind of like where I'm at. So the reason I asked that question is because years ago, um, I uh, sat down with Anthony Nieva-Sawyer, who's now, oh shoot, he's now at Peto, which is in Katy. And uh, we were chatting, we were in person, this was pre-COVID, I think. Yeah, it was pre-COVID. We were sitting and, and chatting, and it was a good conversation, but um, it was just, it was somewhat, I'll say it, it was a little superficial on the level, right, of I didn't really have a direction to go with him. And when I stopped recording... I, so we started talking about wrestling, like WWE, like, you know, the fake stuff, right? Or the, excuse me, the predetermined stuff. And as you can see behind <laughs> me, you know, I have a ton of wrestling, fi like they're, those are all wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's, that's all it is. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm a big fan, right? So we started, I mean, we spent another hour almost off the record 
it wasn't inappropriate. It was just nerdy, and we were nerding out, right, over wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so I told myself at that point, this was, again, young young Blake, minor wisdom, um, I've got to ask questions that, that do that, that say, you know, what is something else outside of theater? So I've done that with a lot of people. That is not an yeah. indictment on those people. But um, but the reason I ask is because of that, because it's trained me to do that. But now i got to follow up. What type of games do you play? Uh, I mean, just a handful. Um, but so I mean, are I, you a first, are you a first person type person? Are you a sports game? Are you, you know, are you playing Zelda? What, I mean, like are you all of the above. So I normally like, uh, kingdom hearts on the PlayStation or Pokemon on the switch or animal crossing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like simple games, okay. but I also, <laughs> I enjoy good story and I enjoy, uh, things that, that are relaxing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. I've gotten my daughter into, and this is, uh, it's horrible parenting, but she plays like Spider-Man and Batman on the PlayStation now. And they're oh, so it's great parenting. It's great parenting. <laughs> I mean, it's great parenting if you want her to understand the legend of these things, right? And, and comic oh, yeah. books and all that stuff. But it's horrible parenting when it comes to like, they, they in Batman, they cuss. Like, I mean, it's like, it's and she's not even 11 yet. She's about to be. But, you know, it's that kind of like, should she she even said to me am i allowed to play this i was like man um but uh but yeah i i'm i'm the same way i you know i play a lot of sports games but um but gaming is is a thing do you so on the on the playstation though uh do you like sit and do you talk to people do you play online or see i don't do that no no i mean uh for PlayStation, I only really stick with the Kingdom Hearts line, which is just a single player offline. Right. And um, so now I don't, <laughs> I don't go online. Uh, and I was going to kind of, I was going to say earlier that I think it's important that you bring this up because in the world of education, yeah, burnout is so easy. Yeah, yeah. And so I always encourage people to find something that is not that. You know, you got to find something that, that, you know, like you said, blows off steam and helps you relax. So, um, so that was my thing. It's yeah. like, I was like, I've got to find something. So I was like, I'm going to play 300 hours of Animal Crossing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, that's going to help me, uh, you know, blow off steam and stay relaxed and, you know, keep burnout to, yeah. to a minimum. I, I, uh, I bought my youngest Animal Crossing on her. She has a switch. I did not buy the switch for her. I did not buy the switch for either of my children. My mother-in-law did shame on her, but, uh, I did buy animal crossing for my youngest and she has not bought in yet, but I'm holding out hope. So one day, she will. yeah, I think so. She's, she's about to be seven. So she's still not, she doesn't completely understand the value in that game or the, the, the fun behind it. But I do think a lot of, a lot of adults play that game. Um, and I don't know why I don't really, I mean, do you, Animal Crossing has some sort of appeal to it. Well, I think during the pandemic, it ah. had this appeal of like escapism. Yeah. So it's sense. like, let me escape the pandemic and, and build my perfect world. And yeah. so that's kind of like what people were doing was they were like, I'm going to play Animal Crossing and, you know, make this place that I want to live in. And uh, when you look at it from a distance, you're like, this game is literally about paying bills. <laughs> is- <laughs> That's funny. It's like, why would I, you know, go play a game about paying bills when I hate paying bills in real life? But right. I mean, did you yeah. did you ever play like the the Farmville or uh, uh, 
like Sim City or anything like that? Uh, not that I recall. Okay. No. I don't know. Just, <laughs> you know, trying to have that gamer chat. Um, well, that's funny. <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, I wrote down Kingdom Hearts, by the way, because I have not, uh, I keep forgetting, I know that series, but I keep forgetting to look into that on the PlayStation. But Oh, man, it's it's really good. The story is extremely complicated. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's worth it. I'm not afraid of that. Um, do you have, uh, teaching in your blood or is that, are you new? Are you the first one? Uh, no, I'm the first. You are. I'm the first. It's not in the blood. Why, why do you think that that was something that I know you said that people said you would be good at this, but still, I mean, like, I have people tell me that I'd be good on the radio, but you you know, here we are recording a podcast. Um, what was it about? Why did you trust that? Why did you trust that when people said you're good at teaching? Okay. That's the path I'm going to take. Well, I think when I was given the opportunity a few times to help like teach yeah. in some points, I found myself, uh, like really enjoying it. Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed the process of teaching somebody else something and I've always had that quality about me, but I never really realized it until I was older. Sure. Um, like I wanted to be the president of our thespian club and I wanted to be the president of FCCLA and I wanted to, uh, well, I was the drum major in my band, uh, high school band for junior and senior year. Like I've always had this leadership quality that I, you know, yeah. and it just kind of led into teaching. So kind of hard to explain, I guess. Yeah, no, I get it. So, so then when you, cause you mentioned earlier, how you got into theater your freshman year. So you didn't quit band. You stayed in band and did theater. I did both. Yes. Wow. And you were a drum major. Yes. Was that in the fall? Was that tough to balance or did, I mean, was it something that just worked or, I mean, like, what was that like for you? Oh, it worked out great. I mean, okay. our, um, our teachers were really good at working together on like sharing Right. So the band director and the theater director were really good about making sure our schedules didn't conflict. And um, they both supported like both programs. Right. Like they were, they were really supportive. They're like you're going to go do amazing in band and you're going to go do amazing in theater. Like they, it, there was no conflict there. What, what size school was that when you were in, in school? At time, uh, at the time it was a two A. Okay. It's two so, A. So and, and very what, small. What are you now? Right now, uh, Cobble's a four A school. Okay. Do you, so? <clears throat> I've had this conversation with a lot of teachers because I've I've interviewed a lot of one, two, and three A teachers. Um, I would consider four A uh, almost a big school, right? It's I mean it's not there yet, but it it's pretty big. But the the stigma of a one, two, and three A is that it's like, you know country it's you know they don't get a lot of support it's 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 like you know we we kind of put things together with with tape and and uh, glue and stuff like that it's just there's a there's a different financial and sort of there are different stereotypes with small a schools compared to big a schools excuse me uh have you like do, do do you know What's the question? I'm just trying. I'm not. I don't know if I have a question. I think I, it was just a statement. But um, 
Well, I think I, I think I kind of get where you're going. I mean, um, there is a stereotype yeah. about small schools, but I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a fan of small schools. Yeah. I mean, my first school was Goose Creek ISD, uh, and it was huge. Yeah, I mean, that right. school was massive. You know, it was a junior high, but it, it was overwhelmingly like massive. Right. And I thought I would enjoy and thrive in a, in a big school environment. But, um, when I moved to Palestine Westwood, that was a three, a school, much like where I grew up in Woodville and I felt right at home. I mean, there was support and it, there was more of a community. Everybody knew each other. Um, so you're right. There is kind of like a stigma stereotype around small schools, but, um, I think some of the best teaching and some of the best work I've seen has come from these small schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember who I was talking with, uh, but it wasn't too long ago, and I was talking about how if and when I ever go back to education, I actually would rather go to a like two or three A because if yeah. it seems like uh, the team is stronger, and I don't mean that like as a sports reference, I mean like you know how you said your theater director and your band director they didn't. They, they work together, right, to make sure things, schedules and stuff, and kids were able to do what the kids wanted to do. It seems that there's more of a team effort to make sure that the school is thriving, not that their program is thriving. And um, I don't, you don't get that <laughs> at five. I mean, rarely, there are exceptions. But at five and six A, it's like, no, 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 band will practice when band wants to practice, theater, want, you know, because you don't share as many kids. And I understand that. But but it's still, it seems less healthy um, to to always be fighting. If you do share oh, a kid or two, uh, especially with like football, you know, you need, like you said, we you need boys. You're always looking for boys in theater department yeah. and the best place to find them is on the grass. And uh, uh, if, you, if you can't play ball, pardon the pun, then it's just stressful. It's very stressful, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, if there was a small school that opened up, you know, one, a two a, you know, in the future, that was just like full-time theater. Like that would be, like you said, that's a dream gig. I mean, those, those smaller schools, like right now I'm kind of in a Caldwell's kind of big. Yeah. We're still small. I still feel like it's a small school to me. I mean, uh, we're barely a four a, like we barely, we barely bumped over from, from three a. Um, but I mean, you know, when I was job searching, I was looking for that diamond, right. you know, the, the one, a two, a small auditorium, yeah. you know, full schedule of theater, but yeah. you know, I'm right there with you. I, I remember also when I was <clears throat> early in my teaching career, we uh, were shopping around for lighting and lighting's my background. So I was like, we got to get moving lights. And somebody said, this was somebody selling me lights. They were like, you don't want moving lights because you don't have the infrastructure to maintain them. Uh, you don't have, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not the alley theater. It's not Tuts. It's not, you know, it's not these big places. I, I'm making Houston references, but, um, yep. you know, you don't have that type of infrastructure. So get something that you can support that you, that you can teach your kids to fix quickly. Um, and so I've, you know, that kind of, that idea has always stuck with me that don't work beyond your means kind of thing. So, um, I want to, uh, you, you're starting to hit that sweet spot that I, that I like of, of interview time, but so I want to, I want to kind of get you out of here on a question that I've asked a lot of people and I just really like the question. And so, and it's not a, I'm not breaking any, uh, uh, 
sort of, uh, I'm not breaking ground on question asking here, interview <laughs> interviews, uh, but I always like to hear what people say when I ask them, what would Chase tell, what would experience Chase tell new teacher, new classroom, first day on the job chase, now that you've kind of been through it? I mean, now you're, you're, you're pushing a decade now in, in, in education. So uh, what would experienced version of you tell young version of you to make sure that you are uh, either calmer or cooler or collected or whatever other uh, C word you want to put in there, but, but what kind of advice would you give yourself? So I think my, my biggest advice that I would give younger me would be to have better and more clear procedures and expectations for the classroom. Because I feel like when I was jumping in to education, I was so excited about teaching it, you know, the content, the games, all of that. I was so excited about that, making my room look awesome. I was excited about picking a fall show and directing that I didn't think procedures and expectations would matter so much. But in the grand scheme of things, they really do. I mean, um, now I know that like if you can set up a good, a good, you know, procedure in your room of how things work and you can get a good machine going, things fall in place and the kids buy in really quickly and they know what to expect. And it's easier to build a relationship with them in that environment. Whereas younger me was like, uh, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Let's learn. And it was a disaster. And so uh, I think, you know, spending, you know, spend a week, two weeks on procedures and expectations and build relationships and play games and have fun and make sure that, um, you know, you just kind of stay organized. Minor wisdom.